Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Classic Ads from Simpler Times where once again, and just for a change, the issue of plagiarism will raise its ugly head as we attempt to bring another bit of simple into your complex lives. In this case, by looking at an old TV advert with some very old attitudes. This week's Listen takes us back to 2005 and a TV ad that suggests that if you dinky die, then your celebration of yet another stop on the global Euro-sponsored genocide tour, known as colonialism, should be marked by eating baby sheep. It's fair to say that this little beauty from Meat and Livestock Australia has not travelled as well as Bez from the Happy Mondays, but has probably got a slightly better reputation than Chappelle Corby. 16 years is a long time in advertising. In 2005, insulting Brazilian people and putting forward the idea of capital punishment for vegetarians was funny and a bit edgy in 2021. Hungry Jacks, that's Burger King to you non-antipodes, are selling Whoppers with no meat in, and your brand now looks about as relevant as the Filofax that Harvey Weinstein left down the back of his casting couch. I'm Steve Cook. My co-host is award-winning advertising creative and TV ad director Tony Williams. And we're glad that you can join us as the Australian advertising agency of the decade enlists an ex-footy player to try to make lamb on Australia Day as popular as turkey at Christmas. You're going to love this advert, just as long as you don't like pizza or Tom Yum, and you're not a hippie, or a doll bludger, a vegetarian or a vegan. Foreigners probably aren't going to be too enthusiastic either. But Pauline Hanson, Clive Palmer and Tony Abbott all told me that they loved it. So you'll be in good company if it does float your boat. All right. Hello. 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 Okay, welcome back, Tones, to Hello. what's the name of the podcast? Classic Ads. From, from Simpler Times. From Simpler Times. The year is 2005. 2005. Of all the years that we've done so far, this is the most boring year for news. Is it? Yeah, the most exciting thing that I could find is that Bez won the third series of Celebrity Big Brother. You won't believe this. A conversation we were having earlier about Frank Skinner's podcast following our um, David Jones review, following our Keith and Orville discussion, following our coronation news, had a long discussion about Bez. Because apparently he's stepping in to a online um, health thing, because that's a big thing in he's lockdown, doing his right? U- his YouTube fitness channel, isn't he? Yeah, so he's not, he's not stepping in, he's just stepping up. <laughs> Step- well, agree, yeah, stepping right? out. They were talking about him sh- shaking the maracas all the time. That was his, you know... And they had a long conversation about bears. So I'm sorry, the fact that you bring that up is a little bit... The, um, what was that movie called that they made about the bloke who... 24-hour party people? 24-hour, where yeah. Steve Coogan H- played... Anthony H. Wilson. Tony Wilson. Yeah. Anthony H. Wilson. Never heard of it. Then the bit that I remember with Bez is that the, um, the Happy Mondays won't go into the recording studio unless Bez is in the recording studio. Oh, really? Just dancing around. 
You didn't actually do anything. No, that's it. That's it. Percussion. Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah brought a whole whole conversation because apparently the first lockdown, he said uh, he uh, he struggled through it. The second, he doesn't remember. Um, and the third, no, the first lockdown, he said he spent um, over a hundred pounds a week on chocolate. Sounds familiar. Him, um, Bez, and your man Sean Sean Ryder doing uh, Gogglebox are very funny. They're like a, like an old married couple. Is that right? It's lovely. Um, the second most exciting thing I could find in 2005 was that Prince Harry went to a fancy dress party. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What did he dress up as? He dressed as um, mein Führer, uncle. <laughs> Isn't she German? Lizzie? Yeah, they're all German, aren't yeah. they? No, I'm dressing as uncle. He, dre- he actually dressed as Colonel Dietrich from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, dear, wunderbar. <laughs> what with his golden ball? Um, Prince Charles got married... Finally got round to marrying his uh, his bit on the side. Bestiality. Camilla Parker, horse, or Ooh. whatever she's called. <laughs> Top of the Pops. What time was Top of the Pops on? 7 p.m. Thursday night. Thursday Straight night. after Tomorrow's World. Four. Four. Boom, 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 yeah. Was that the theme tune? No, it was. Was um, that your Led Zeppelin impression? It was close. Oh, come on, sorry. All right. Top of the Pops moves to BBC Two after 41 years on Thursday night. Did it move to BBC Two? BBC Two. Lack wow. of Lack of relevance. Oh. This is 2005. Who was, who was um, promoting it that year? Who was um, presenting oh, it? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Where were you in 2005? Uh, I was here? in Japan. You were I in just Japan. had my own agency. I was celebrating 10 years in Australia, so I hadn't watched um, Top of the Pops. No, you probably watched E.T. The famous children's classic, which you won't remember because you're too young, Muffin the Mule. Oh, Muffin was, the Mule. <laughs> I've only put this in because I thought I was to get a, I know Muffin the Mule. from Muffin the Mule. No, I think Muffin the Mule, wasn't he? He was a, a puppet. Yep. And he kept kicking a lot. Yep. Um, he had strings. He had strings. He and was wasn't he and with um, Bill and Ben? It was the same genre. Yeah, because you know why the garden same path era? is so green? No. Because Bill and Ben flop a lot. Right. But it was black and white, I remember Muffin the Mule. Yep. Yep. Um, meanwhile, in Weatherfield, <laughs> wishy-washy Coronation Street intellectual Ken Barlow. Was, was he getting married? Hang on, he's, was he getting married? Ken is reeling from a string of failed romances, so he's decided that the solution to all his problems was to get back with Deirdre. Um, oh after laying siege to Deirdre's heart for six years in 2005. The ladies see where? They were finally remarried. Oh, where did they go on holiday? Where did they go for their <laughs> anniversary? Go on. It wasn't Corfu, was it? And they never went. I couldn't find out. Uh, with the old Corfu. guard, probably. Um, meanwhile, in the colonies, so we're going to do a bit of Australia because the, today's ad is Australian. In the colonies, a 15-year-old boy known as Tramboy steals a tram in Melbourne. And proceeds to drive around where Melbourne. He went. He's not going to be taking a shortcut, is he? Proceeds to drive around Melbourne for 40 minutes before being stopped by the police. When he was asked why he did it, his reply was, because I could. Chappelle Corby was convicted of drug smuggling. Never did it. Those 16 grams of weed in my body board bag from the last summer were not mine. Wolf Creek is the movie that everybody's watching. Oh, yeah. Never seen it. Um, two people, two backpackers go around and get caught up by some big perv. He has his nasties with him, kills him. End of story. Typical day in WA. So, I mean, it's your basic... Um, Australia out, Day mini. Outback story, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, this is this reveals everything about the state of uh, Australian politics. New South Wales opposition leader John Brogan described Premier Bob Carr's wife, Helena, as a mail-order bride <laughs> in Parliament. Nice. She was a mail-order bride in Parliament. He resigned and then the next day attempted suicide. He how, only tried. How random is that? Wow. Anyway, the reason for our renewed interest in Australia is that today's ad marks the start of a very successful series of advertising campaigns built around January 26, Australia Day, or is now known to an increasingly large section of the population, Invasion Day. Invasion Day. I think, so, I think we should swerve the politics of Australia Day and just look at the ad. What well, do you reckon? Yeah, but you've got to know the context of it. If you don't know what Australian Day is, it's it's a. If you know about July the Fourth Independence Day, it's exactly the opposite, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's basically everything. Everything you know just oh, is God. the opposite, as far as I know, anyway. 
Yeah, I, yeah, so really, live, you say. I don't feel qualified to, to talk about the politics of Australia Day anymore. Well, there's, well, no, we won't. But there's still talk about should it be, shouldn't it be. But regardless, yep. they've pushed forward with this um, this ad for an Australian product. Uh, the ad is uh, for Meat and Livestock Australia, which is what would you think that Meat and Livestock Australia is? Mail order bribes. I thought it was going to be some kind of government organisation designed to um, help you know flog meat. Yeah, well, mail order bribes. Meat and Livestock Australia is a private company with 300 employees and a turnover of $270 million. How many employees? 300. And then nearly, so basically each employee is almost worth a million dollars. Apparently. Wow. How many are human? So the meat and like anything with Australia should be a government, a government company, a government organisation, shouldn't it? If it says, if we call ourselves like Beanbags Australia... You'd expect there to be a politician involved. Or funding. Or funding, or something like that, yeah. Entrepreneurial seating. We change the name of the podcast. So what's that? We just change the name of the podcast. Classic ads from simpler times. Australia. Made in Australia. (laughs) True. Automatically guaranteed a shitload of money. Yeah, and we can be late, take time, no problem. So the, the Meat and Livestock. Meat and Livestock Australia. Okay. Private company, 300 employees, turnover of 270 million Australian. Most of it obviously exported. Alive in boats. Yeah. That's what happens. A lot of it goes over to uh, the Middle East, so it can be killed halal in a boat. But basically they're boosters for meat. We need boosters. Isn't that a term? Boosters. We're a booster for meat. Well, I don't know. We make... What's a meat booster? We make people meat. (laughs) (laughs) We popularise beef and lamb. Red meat, mostly. Red meat. They don't do chicken. Pleased to meet you with the meat to please you. Their marketing is a bit weird, or it's not weird, but they have tried to, they're using their kind of inappropriateness as a signifier. We can say today it's very Trump-esque. It is. So recent marketing campaigns that have attracted criticism included a 2016 ad that contained a scene depicting a member of a SWAT team breaking into the home of a vegan and using... (laughs) And using a flamethrower to burn their food. <laughs> in 2017, there was a campaign called You'll Never Lamb Alone. Oh, dear. Which was criticised um, because the ad featured Ganesha and Buddha, who are holy figures in Hinduism and Buddhism, eating red meat, <laughs> despite them both being vegetarian gods. Wow. So you can see where they're going. They're, they're trying to do a bit of... Um, shock value. Shock value. They're trying to be annoying. Like the cattle prod. Yeah. The, yeah that's it. The cattle prod of advertising. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want to, um, do you want to talk us through this ad? The ad um, shows... Uh, the guy is Sam Kekovic. Kekovic. Now, who is Sam Kekovic for a start? Sam Kekovic. Refers to notes here. Best known as an Aussie rules footballer turned media commentator, he played for North Melbourne in the 1960s and the 70s, winning a grand final with the team in 1975, which if you don't live in Australia is a pretty big thing. It's like winning the Super Bowl or winning the Premier League. So that's Sam, K- Sam Kekovic. Okay, so he's he's your true blue Aussie legend as close as Dinky you get. Die. So he sits there with an Australian flag behind him. Uh, very Trump-esque, actually, you say it now. I mean, if, if you can imagine... Any speech that Trump's made in the last 18 months, this is pretty much the tone and manner of the commercial. And he's promoting Australianness. And if you don't do this, then you're not Australian. If you don't do that, you're not Australian. And he tells us that we're not Australian if we don't eat lamb. But I, best, I guess it's probably best if we just play the ad so you can hear the audio. Insert audio here. There's nothing worse than being un-Australian. I should know. I've been Australian all my life. And I'm sickened by the creeping tide of un-Australianism eroding our great traditions. Like our custom of eating lamb on Australia Day. Un-Australianism is everywhere. For example, people wearing those plastic, brightly coloured flip-flop shoes with flowers on them. What's wrong with rubber thongs in simple primary colours? If I hear another person say thong, when they mean those swimming costumes punty Brazilian blokes wear up their bums, I'll do my block. Sadly, the scourge of un-Australianism has even infected our national day. A balanced Australia Day diet should consist of a few nice juicy lamb chops and beer. And perhaps a bit of pavlova for those with a sweet tooth. Yet your long-haired, dull-bludging types are indulging their pierced taste buds in all manner of exotic, foreign, often vegetarian cuisine. Chicken burger value meals, pizzas, a number 42 with rice. It's an absolute disgrace. And people ask why we need capital punishment. Do you think the diggers in the trenches were fighting for tofu sausages? No. 
they were thinking of grabbing a lamb chop off the barbie with their bare fingers, sustaining third degree burns, then sticking their hands in or relieving Esky to fish out a cold one. Look at our national song, Walsing Matilda. It's about a bloke trying to get a nice bit of lamb into his tucker bag. Not spicy chicken wings. The soap-avoiding, pot-smoking, hippie vegetarians may disagree with me. But they can get stuffed. They know the way to the airport. And if they don't, I'll show them. So the message is clear. Even for you backpackers. Roll out the barbie, ensure the gas bottle's filled, stack the fridge full of lamb and prepare the invitation list. So don't be un-Australian. Serve lamb on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. <laughs> Old Sam Kekovich, eh? <laughs> so, <laughs> what makes me laugh? I've, I've got to say, I, I actually don't like the ad, personally. Oh, okay. I'll get it right out there. I just right. think it's 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 um, it's baiting the obvious. And if you look at the likes on that on that particular ad we watched, there was 900 likes and 90 dislikes. So 10% of Australia or the world agrees with me. And maybe it's because I don't know who he is. He talks about um, Walter Matilda being on national tune, national song, whilst in the background is Advanced Australia Fair, which actually is the national anthem. So if you want to be Australian, get your, get your facts right first, Sam. A few too, um, I think a few too bunts to the head there. But what do you think of it? I'm torn. I'm very torn. Like Natalie Imbruglia. <sighs> or a young woman. In, no. I like the delivery. I think the script is, I think in 2005, that script, I would have loved that script in 2005, but it doesn't hold up in 2021. That's not why we're here, though, is it? Because hindsight's always 50-50. I went all Alan Partridge then. Hindsight is famously 2020, isn't it? I think that was a case of my not meeting our own standards as fast as we can actually lower them. But even in uh, in 2005, they were pushing some buttons that they knew were going to uh, create... I mean, let's let's be honest. What they were trying to do is create a load of shitty PR or a load of PR. There's no such thing as shitty PR. A load of PR around an ad. They're trying to amplify the ad spend. They're trying to flog lamb. And what I think there is a longer term strategy in play. They are trying to turn lamb uh, in. Uh, if you think of Christmas, you think of turkey. You think of Easter, you think of Easter eggs. I think they're very cynically trying to get people to think of Australia Day and lamb. Mm. And I suspect that it does it quite well. Okay, so yeah. So I think they would have, um, they did associate lamb, I guess, with Australia. And it's funny, you know, we look back and think about the uh, the buttons they were pressing then and it was things like vegetarians, you know. And there's actually nothing wrong with any of the ad, to be honest. They don't say anything except maybe if you're Brazilian, um, where he talks about the thongs. In Australia, thongs are something we are on our feet, and in many other places around the world, something that you um... look. I think if you wanted, to, if you wanted to do a list of people that are potentially offended by that ad, you could start with Brazilians. Yeah. Move on to um, doll bludgers, which is basically anybody in need of in Australia financial oh, assistance yeah. from the government. Yeah. Hippies, vegetarians, vegans, people who eat Italian food, people who eat Asian food, people who call thongs flip-flops, and basically anybody who is un-Australian. We should point out again for non-Australian listeners that it is possible to be Australian, but at the same time be un-Australian. And this is based on um, a popular culture ideal or idea of what is Australian and what isn't Australian or what is Australian behaviour. And what isn't? I'll tell you what isn't Australian behaviour. It's uh, stealing an idea, lock, stock and barrel. From where? And then denying that you did it. I did not. No, no, no. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I fell for that one, didn't I? Oh, don't upset Tony. Don't don't accuse Tony of plagiarism. Get over it. (laughs) Don't accuse Tony of plagiarism. Bien day what? Okay, what was it? Okay, so... Once he finished playing footy, Sam Kekovic became a bit of a media commentator because he was happy to take the mickey out of himself. As they, no, but they all do. There's and not he a lot ended else. up on a, an ABC show, show called The Fat, where in every episode, and he did this for 100 episodes, two blokes called, um, gosh, what are their names? Damien Davis and Nick Price wrote him a monologue which was delivered in front of of an Australian flag and ended with the words, you know, it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. And were delivered at a script speed of roughly three words a second. Mm. 
This ad features Sam Kigovic reading a script at 3.5 words per second in front of an Australian flag and ends with the words, you know it makes sense, I'm Sam Kekovic. What did he say in the TV show? Uh, the fact was a, I never watched it, but apparently it was like a, it was a topical, satirical. Um, oh, so it could have been, been even worse then. Could, so it could have been about anything. So yeah. It could be politics, sport, music. The agency that came up with the ad was Brown Mel Hewish Fishlock, BMF. Ah, Brown Melushi Fishlock. The creative director was Warren Brown. Yeah, who was, because they were, they were the creators of the time, weren't they? They were. The Hot Shop. Yeah. They all left. Where did they leave to start that? It wasn't Drogue, was it? I think, um, I think one of them went to start the Monkees. No, before that. They all, before they started BMF. I remember when they started BMF. Well, Warren Brown, who's the creative director on this ad, was given his break by John Hegarty at BBH in London. It's all right. Uh, BMF was B&T's agency of the year in 2010. Uh, again, for non-Australian listeners, B&T is the equivalent of Campaign Magazine. Agency of the decade in 2010, off the back of the work for the Meat and... Uh, Livestock Association. Meat and Livestock Australia. I suppose if we're going to carry on with the rolling delusion of relevance, which is this podcast, then getting the client's name correct might be helpful. And a body of work for twoies. At BMF. At BMF. The famous bit of work that they did for twoies Mm -hmm. was called The Tongue. Do you remember that? Oh, ad? yeah, the tongue that woke up, and I was in Singapore, and I saw that, and it, yeah. and it came up to the bedside table. Yeah, yeah. So the guy's asleep. The tongue crawls out of his closed mouth, which yeah. is a fairly nauseating visual, and then proceeds to wriggle out the house, wriggles down the street, crosses the road, goes into a is it a pub or a house party? I think it goes into a house party. It must be a house party because it goes up the stairs and ends up crawling into a bathtub full of Tui's Extra Dry. That's right. Pulls the bottle out, reverses the journey, goes back to the house, jumps back into the guy's mouth, dragging the bottle of Tui's Extra so, Dry. Yeah. He wakes up and he's got the bottle of Tui's in his mouth. Basically, if your tongue could choose, it's... it's Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's liquor. Huh. It was simultaneously a kind of interesting idea, but the to, I watched it. And um, the CGI is shit. Yeah. It's really, really poor. I remember there was a still on the front of Campaign Brief. That's why I remember it. It's, yeah. But it, yeah. But the thing is, you know, with CGI and special effects, if it's never going to be real, you'll never make it look real. So, you know, a tongue is never going to crawl along the floor. Yeah. So you might as well make it look like, you know, what it could be. Do you remember the, um, the do you remember what the music was? Oh, I don't. I'm sure it's some French. It was kind of the. It was the music that made it. It's a track called "Satisfaction" by a bloke called Benny Benassi. That was the um, so between the MLA and Tui's, that's what made them Agency of the Year. Well, just I looked up and they did. They were founded in 1996 after leaving the Campaign Palace. There you go. That's what I thought about. It's Campaign Palace. That's where they were famous. So this is the original Kekovic ad. It won a bronze lion at Car- uh, lion. Uh, it won a bronze lion at Khan. Well, did which- they win bronze or did they lose silver and gold? <laughs> it's the most Williams thing ever to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, Silver is just first loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, I, I've never said that, but I'll take it. So BMF won a bronze lion at Cannes for an ad that they ripped off. They literally ripped it off. It's exactly the same format. It's not like it was a one-off sketch that Kekovic did on the fat. They did Damien, Damien uh, Davis and Nick Price wrote 100 scripts all in the same format with the fast rat-a-tat-tat-tat delivery, flag in the background, Kekovic dressed in his suit and tie, always ends in that phrase, I'm Sam, uh, you know, it makes sense, I'm Sam Kekovic. Mm. 
Again, I'm, I'm sitting here surprised that you're surprised that we're talking about advertising <laughs> and going, oh, well, it's not original. No, no, it's, it's, it's been before. I'd like, I'm we're talking about advertising. I'm just surprised it's so blatant. I've sat in so many meetings with creatives where, you know, good ideas that have been based on other ideas have got canned because we've gone. It's not original enough. We yeah, can't, well, that's we can't. just because you're working with jealous creative directors. So you're saying you're quite comfortable no, 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 I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the reason a lot of ideas get canned when it uses references, I could probably, you know, find another short, um, a whole bunch of short films where they speak at that many words per minute in front of a flag. Like I said, did, yeah. are we saying Trump ripped off San Kekovich? So, but we're not, I know I understand your point. I'm just, again, surprised that you're surprised. Kill and, surprise. And I'm surprised that you're not surprised because I expect better from creative people, frankly. Well... But then silver is first loser. <laughs> ah. True. I've got one silver to my name, Tone. Good for you, mate. Good for you. And uh, sure, and you could swim that far again today. And as far as I know, um, <laughs> as far as I know, I am the only suit to have won. Thank you. I know it's nothing to no, you. No, 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 it's not saying so. No, I worked, your, I worked with a, 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 fucking a, a suit collection. In, in Japan. Um, that uh, He was a suit and he had a cyber line. Oh, which I thought was very impressive. Anyway, so executive creative director Warren <laughs> moving Brown. On. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Yes. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to agree with you. I'm just, it's, oh, about, no, I mean, it's, it's more it's, a disappointment. It's, it's, but the, the the ingredients, the base ingredients are so, yeah, you know, a flag, a desk, a speech, and the same actor. You could look at that and say all the people that have been a celebrity, you know, um, like Ricky Gervais did an ad a long time ago for Optus. Yeah, yes, they paid me a lot of money. I only said I'd do it if there's a lot of money here. Oh, right. we're back in Jerry Seinfeld territory. Yeah, yeah so, but it's like, what's that? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. No, but I mean, so it's like, you know, he did it. And so you could say, oh, well, what a ripoff, because everything Ricky Gervais has ever done, who said, I'm Ricky Gervais and made a joke, is being ripped off by Optus. Like, we've all been ripped off by Optus. Yeah. Then, okay, you said, and I know you've kind of set your stall out. You didn't like, you're saying that you didn't really like the ad. Oh, I didn't did like you, it. I just think it was trying to. Do you think it was funny? Was any of it funny? Uh, well, I did. Chuckle to a couple of things. Um, I think the um, the thong, the thong, and being you know, I'm sorry if that upsets the. Oh, I can't remember what he says about the, the Brazilians and and what have you. Yeah, you know, as I uh, scribble on my notepad. If I hear here, another person say thong when they mean those swimming costumes, punsy Brazilian blokes wear up their bombs. Yeah, I'll do my block. So. I mean, I find that funny because, you know, being British, we call them flip-flops. And then if someone said I was wearing a thong, they're going, you're wearing a what? Yeah. So that, I mean, that sort of, that hits home. Um, but otherwise, I just thought it was, again, you know, I find a lot of, I'm sorry to say, a lot of Australia, Australian humour funny. If you say something racist, say fucking it, or, you know what I mean? And then it's suddenly funny. And that's just not my opinion. That's that's a general consensus. Yep. Um, so that's why ratings are just fuck gone up so much. Fuck Right on this podcast, right? So we just increased racing three times. Yeah, that's four people are listening now. But yeah, I find it that's that's why it's not my favourite. It's good. I would appreciate it if it was a comedy skit that I'd watched on a TV show. Yeah, and I'd laugh at it. But I think is it is it a gold? Is it a bronze can? Well, we know it's not gold. Is it a bronze? Is it a bronze? It's not even second loser, is it? Let's be honest. No, it's 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 like you know, it's like oh, yeah, Pierre, we have a spare can left here. We have not awarded. Oh, Australia won anything? No, not this year. Williams has moved. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) give it to those uh, new new boys. Uh, the boom of. Oh, I really wanted to love it, and I don't. Yeah, um, because it's the kind of ad that's it's the kind of ad that I like. Mm. It's full of um, it's full of detail and nuance and kind of. Well, is it the ad you like, or is it tried. comedy you like? And I think it's probably comedy because of of the diet that I grew up on. But it really, a lot of it is actually quite offensive, isn't it? And it's offensive for the sake of being offensive. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, is it, who, again, who does it really offend? I'd, I'd only be offended if I was a punsy bloke walking down, um, you know, walking through Rio in my, well, my what, Okay, what about the line, do you think the diggers in the trenches were fighting for tofu sausages if you'd fought in the Second World War or in Korea? Is that, you're not bothered? Mm. What if you're a long-haired, dull-bludging type? I'm a short what head. What if you're both? I'm a short haired, <laughs> dull bludging type. <laughs> what if you're, as I say, a lot of these people they outline could actually be the same person. Um, Soap avoiding, pot smoking, hippie vegetarians. Yeah, mate. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, but I mean, but that's so generic. 
that, you know, it's not offending, you know, I don't think you're going to get anyone standing up going, mate, it's not right. You're talking you, about me. I, what, I would, what I would have loved is I think what it needed to, it needed a, a bigger, a healthier dose of irony to make it clear that we were taking the piss out of ourselves. See, the problem is I think it's a very fine line and that was balancing on the line of, supposed to be taking the piss out of ourselves. There would have been a bunch of blokes talking in the pub afterwards and out of the group, two of them would thought it would have thought that it was taking the piss out of Australians and ourselves. The other two would have said, well, mate, it's a bit harsh, you know. Yeah, I've got mates that are foreign, you know, some are from Northern Territory, right? <laughs> and then it'd be that bloke in the middle said, Oh, I don't know, I haven't seen it. So I think it's 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 it could tip all either way. I don't know if you recall that show we watched which was which was very funny, which was making fun of Australia, but it was taken from an Indian's viewpoint. Oh God, that's right? It was hilarious, right? Yeah. It was actually incredibly harsh. It painted the Australians out to be super stupid, but it was done so well. Link will be in the description. There's a link to this series of YouTube videos, which are called "How to Talk Australians" in the pod notes. And here's a taste of what you can look forward to. Yes, learning Australians is not easy. They really are a funny bunch of people. Or should I say, decades. Hello and welcome to the first chapter of How to Talk Australian. Over the coming weeks, you will learn everything about the land down under Australia. A recent survey revealed that 30% of Australians are casual racists, which means that the other 70% are full-time. But first, let's learn a bit about their history. Australia was first discovered in 1988 by an explorer called Dr. Hook. In the classroom, Miss Shiva teaches the students some everyday Australian lingo. Dickhead. Dumb ass. Dumb ass. Sheep shaggers. Sheep shaggers. Knockers. Knockers. Shit for brains. Shit for brains. No, Australians run it all together. Shit for brains. Shit for brains. Let's do it once again. Shit for brains. Shit for brains. That's better. Let's move on. It was not offensive but it was done incredibly well. We all laughed at ourselves. And there was at no point did anyone sigh and go, bloody hell, this is a bit ash, right? We all thought it was incredibly funny, laughing at ourselves. Um, but this, I think it tries too hard to be funny, and especially about a day which divided the nation, really. Order, order. Yep. No, I'm Don't with you. Think? I, I, I'm with you. I think what it needed was extra added irony. I think it needed to be clear that we were taking the piss out of ourselves. And unfortunately... It is a very, it's a kind of Australian lowest common denominator effort, mm. which is reflected in the cesspit of the internet when you go and find out what people think about this. That it's split. There's a little percentage of people going, those poor lambs, they don't deserve to be eaten. Mm. Uh, this country's fucked mm. because we eat too much meat. And then the other 99% of the internet just piles on and goes, you and fucking Australian, eh? Fuck mm. off back where you come from. Mm. Back and eat some meat. So we're agreed. This is lazy parochial advertising yep. from a bloke who should know better. I know I know BMF have done it. Warren They'll Brown, probably, who's yeah. the executive creative director on this job, won 20 Khan Lions in his career, he's, and he's still at it. Mm. So he he's a, he's a very smart bloke who's done a lot of good work, mm. and um, he didn't. his art director, Dale McGuinness, and his copywriter, Dennis, uh, sorry, Dennis, Dennis Kutulagenis, no, so I'd like to hear that again, was it? <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. He didn't get a grip of them. They let this one go through because they thought it was going to meet the brief, and I suspect that the brief was to be provocative. Yeah, they were probably too busy working late night at the agencies to watch the TV shows that they'd ripped it off from. So the moral of the story is don't let your creatives go home early. <laughs> don't give them a second of free time on life to watch any other shows and, and still yeah they anyway, should have known better Sam Kekovic was crowned the Lambassador which I thought was the best that thing about the campaign that is very good that's a great name yeah I've got it? no beef with that <laughs> 
I think he was um, the ambassador. Yeah. He kept his job from 2005 to, to 2014. The only thing I have is is I didn't know who he was. I felt like I should know. So does that make me an Australian from the start to not know who he was? So this is um, this goes to the independent, free Western Australia secession movement. He's a very um, the whole thing is very East Coast, well, East Coast Sam, Australia. Yeah, welcome to so, Australia. So apparently Sam Kekovich is a big deal in Melbourne and Sydney, and I think if he you know if he stepped into into your living room in Perth, ninety nine percent of people wouldn't know who he was. Mm. So I don't, very I, don't, I don't think there's any... Um, oh, fucking that, that's shit. I don't think it's un-Australian to not know who Sam Kekovich is. Right, because, I, yeah, I didn't felt I didn't know who he was, so, yeah. I mean, he's obviously inspired you to sketch a picture of his ass in your, in your little sketch. No, this is a Brazilian thong. Ah. Um, which, which, again, brings me back to the point, sorry, to be a, you know, a nitpicker, that about talking about being Australian, and he mentions the, the, the song of Waltz Matilda, whilst... Advanced Australia Fair is in the yeah. background. Most people probably listen to this also think Sydney's the capital of Australia. So does Sydney. That's the chair. That's the- <laughs> when, when are you buying the new chairs? <laughs> when you stop farting on them. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So I think we are in agreement. Lazy, lazy, lazy work, except for the part where it sold a shitload of lamb. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, that can't be disputed, can it? Although Meat and Livestock Australia did do the research themselves. <laughs> so you can take that with a pinch of thyme. Oh, nice. Do you like that? Who did that, Rosemary? <laughs> oh, no, you said that. Hang on, you said they got rid of a lot more joints. So according to MLA research, 67% of all Australians feel that lamb is the most patriotic meat. What a question. Advanced Australia Fair, that's what it is. What's the most patriotic meat? You can see the research question. It's um, it's loaded like a revolver, isn't it? Yeah, what do you prefer? What's the most Australian meat? Is it A, black bean sauce with beef? (laughs) Yeah, is it A, number 42? Roast chicken with Yorkshire pudding? Yeah. Or is it C, Australian lamb? And over the past uh, years, they tend to get an 80% uptick of servings of lamb in the... Period, in the period that the campaign runs. Uptick. Butchers. Servings. Butchers. Sell right. more, butchers sell more lamb. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would. if someone said to me, what was the uh, Australia Day meat? I'd say lamb, probably. Mm. Not because of the ad. My theory is that it's a... Um, 2000, famously, was the Sydney Olympics, mm. which was kind of... A, was peak... Peak Australia, almost. Can I, I, can I, I remember walking down the street in Sydney just before that... And my jaw hit the ground, and I still remember I was I was so shocked that there was this kid from late teens walking towards me, and on his t-shirt, in huge Frankie goes to Hollywood relaxed size lettering, it said "Fuck the Olympics." I just could not believe it <laughs> that somebody hey, would walk around with that on their front. But yeah, but to be in Sydney when I thought you know the world was or Australia was celebrating as the best thing ever, but yeah, fuck the Olympics. So my theory is that um, the Olympics was almost peak Australia. It's like the, the it's like the country discovered a confidence in itself and mm. its an ability to be a world beater, mm. not just in terms of you know the number of gold medals, but the whole organisation of the Olympics and mm. the new stadiums, and all that. And it, it's almost like being um, you're a teenager when you get a bit carried away with yourself, and they've just gone on and and yeah, everybody must love a bit of casual racism. And because mm. we do, mm. and what's wrong with homophobia? Yeah, let's that, put, let's put it in an ad. Was that around the time where um, Australia, where the bloody hell are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was one of the worst taglines ever. Yeah. So they were trying to own Australia Day. I think they pretty much have done it because nobody else. Can you think of anybody else who advertises a, a, a such a strong link to Australia Day? I couldn't think of anybody. I can't really think of a brand now that owns Australia Day. So they did it. Well done, BMF. Well done, Warren. You let your boys well, steal medium an idea. Rare, actually. I'd give them a medium rare. You let your boys steal an idea off the ABC. You got yourself third you grade, third loser at Cards. Well done. And you sold a shitload of lamb. Tony, branding, please. Oh, branding. So that's difficult because are we branding lamb? No pun intended. Or, um, <laughs> or uh, make it stop. <laughs> make Think it, of a happy place. Make it stop. Because the branding, if we're not branding lamb, we're branding the meat and. 
What is it? No, we are, it is lamb. They're selling it is lamb. lamb. It's not like they're not. It's not an MLA ad, is it? They're not trying to sell okay. beef well, and lamb and pork. Okay. And they're trying to sell well, the brand lamb. is the brand is though meat and livestock Australia. No, I think the advertising is meat and livestock. I would have I would have said that the brand was lamb. All right, but I'm happy. Four point nine. Happy to have the discussion. Four point nine. Casting. Do you like salmon or? Oh, I honestly don't. It could have been anyone. It could have been the bloke I bumped into in Bunnings the other day in the aisle that wouldn't want to move. Or the one I swam into this morning in the slow lane at the pool. Could have been anyone. He's a he's a bit of a, an everyman, Sam, isn't he? Except he's incredibly articulate. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment. It's interesting, and there's an Australian character in there, and it's been it's incredibly well read, and the guy does accents really well. And so it got to this owner of this restaurant. And he was on the end of the phone, and so the the chef or something was saying, you know, oh, demo, oh, can you speak to me? And he goes, Mike, get those cats out of there. <laughs> All right, and that's exactly what he said, word for word. And straight away, it summarised every Australian you've ever met, yep. Yep. including my mum. So um, I think casting, that's going to be a 1.8. I can tell you now that's the lowest Ooh. figure ever. Well, I'm sorry, you know what? The milk tray man got more than him. I uh, said less. Craft. Craft, it was quite is there well any craft done. In that? Yeah, it was quite well done. Um, I'd love to know how many takes it took, but yeah, it, it is. Um, it, you know, as we always say, you have to work very hard to make something simple. I think crafting, that's got to be a good 4.7. I think I know the answer to this one, but um, creativity. Mm. Can you never negatively gear? Um, creativity, well, now I know what I know that you know I know, that we all know. Uh, I know that creativity is probably a 2.3. That's the lowest. I well, think I'm sorry, but no, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing. I, it's like I said, I did want, I wanted to love it, and I just didn't. I thought it was a missed opportunity. There you go. That's a different film. Um, love Lamb. Can I ask you a question? Mm. You've, you have sat on award juries. Yes. As a judge. Yes. How did this get a bronze at Cannes? Um, what did it get a bronze for? Depends how many Australians I mean, are in the they, room. Obviously, when they did the submission, they didn't put in um, a bit of video of the ABC. No. The, the fact. Well, not many people as, know that. For reference. So the jury didn't know that. It would, um, well, it would have won a lot at award award first, I'm sure, the year before, in the November or whatever that is. And normally the top winners of that year um, are always carrying across the, you know, the global ones. It's very hard to say, well, I don't think it's any good when the rest of the world did. It would, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thought-provoking, a bit cheeky, a bit naughty. It would have been those Australians, you know, those funny Australians. It's a it's, 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 Is it from Australia or is it from England? We don't know. Those are the, those are the Americans, actually. We wouldn't know whether it was Australian or... No, it's... Yeah, it, it's an easily... It's, a, it's an award-winning ad, you've right. got to say. Okay. Did it pick up a PADC? No, I don't think so. It didn't run, did it? Right. <laughs> it's not worth anything, is it? Um, it is an award-winning ad just because of the reasons we're talking about. You know, cheek. You know, Khan isn't based on sales. Although if it did move a shipload of meat, then good on it. Who's to say? That's just our meagre and mere opinion. Drawing the line. I think it's definitely one of those that hasn't held up well. See how more nervous I am about bitching about an ad that's in our own country because we might bump into these people one day. Doesn't matter if it's somewhere in Norwich. Doesn't matter shit. But uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think oh, I'm look, with you. I'd be, and I'd be more than happy to give Warren um, Warren Brown or anybody from BMF who was involved in that a right of reply. The two guys, uh, Damian Davis and Nick Price, the ABC writers, were. Not bitchy about it. The the couple of articles that I read, um, one of them, uh, Nick Price actually went on a radio show with Warren Brown, mm. and Warren Brown denied that it was that it even that they'd even seen anything. Well, because before, like I said, they, they said he said that they'd written the script before they cast Sam Kekovich. Bollocks. Um, yep, I think so. The script just happened to say. You know, it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. Unless it? Sam himself had sort of forgot what show he was on and going, we're doing yeah. this again, and, and maybe added it himself. And, as the, I say, and they thought, yeah. but, you know. Mm. As I say, more than happy to give Warren Brown or any of his, any of the team that worked on that um, a right of reply. Give us a, drop us a line, and we'll have you on the podcast. Who directed it? The director was a chap called Phil Rich, okay. who, who owns his own production company called Two Feet Films. Uh, Phil is a very East Coast Australian kind of guy. He's worked on Sakatar, BPay, did some work for Gruen Transfer, Ancestry.com and Westin Hotels. So he is Phil's fee rich. I think it's fair to say that Phil's probably got two homes, one of which is in Byron. Um, yeah, no, I'm like you. Uh, I think in summary, very good. Wanted to like it more, but maybe it's just because you nor I are really Australian. 
Yeah, and uh, there's a, you could mount a case to say that it's un-Australian not to love that ad. Yeah, you could. Well, if you don't like it, leave. Uh, the, the, con- the whole concept of un-Australianism has become one of the pillars of Australian culture, hasn't it? Or Australian white culture. Um, you don't have it in, say, Britain, you don't have the concept of being un-British. Mm, in America, only if you don't America, speak... America, um, do, don't you? What, being un-British? The, the phrase un-American is oh, very... Oh, very un-American, very, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but un-Australian, un-American, un-British. And, oh, yeah, un-French. I mean... French maybe they, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they do. Oh, yeah, good. C'est bon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's un-French not to let your poodle shit on the pavement in Paris. Yeah. It's, um... No, I don't... Un-British. Un- no, I don't say un-British. Is there an equivalent? Racist, probably. If, if that was a British uh, ad another- and it was a beef, who would it be? It'd be... <laughs> 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 Boris. Yeah. Right, 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 you invertebrate. Kill the beef. It'd be Nigel Farage, wouldn't it? It would be Nigel Farage. Yeah, and would you find it funny? Probably not. Read that in Nigel. Do that in Nigel Farage. Nigel... I don't know. What's a Nigel Farage? I just fucking gammon. There's nothing worse than being un-British. I should know. I've been British all my life. And I'm sickened by the creeping of the un-British eroding while great traditions like our custom of eating lamb on Britain Day. Un-British everywhere. For example... (laughs) (laughs) Don't chop our beef into small pieces. Eat it like large steaks. Carve it off the bone. Like like Grandma used to. And you will sit on his knee whilst he's sucking the Werther's original at the end of the day. Um... It's <laughs> a much better script. So, uh, well, we got the casting in for the un-British beef ad. Oh, who have we got, Barry? We've got Bernard Manning. <laughs> We've got Jim Davidson. <laughs> is, is that the bloke that Bill's like? No, it, sorry, that's Jim Bowen. He's up tomorrow. Enoch Powell. <laughs> Enoch Powell. Um, sorry, Oswald someone Bosley. called Elizabeth Windsor. Um, <laughs> she's she's in. She's good, eh? Um, oh, she's on the shitter. <laughs> But don't say anything. <laughs> so you can't go in there for 25 minutes. And we've got, who else have we got? Yes, we've got Nigel Farage. No, it's called Farage. It's pronounced Farage, Continental. Funny how ironic that is. And we've got um, Joris Bonson. <laughs> You've got Boris Johnson's dad. But, uh, they're, trying jo- to, they're trying to get Boris Johnson's dad, but he's in his uh, chateau in France, isn't he? Something like that. Jo- Joris Bonson, as we call him. It's, it's a look like, oh, fire. Oh, you can't be even stick as the books on Chamberlain. Oh. <laughs> A Churchill, not Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, Enoch Powell was another one. I think we could go. I think we could go on and on here. Yeah, we, we won't. Thanks very much, Tony. That Thank was enjoyable. You. My memory of that ad is a lot happier than the actuality of revisiting, revisiting it. It always is. I remember Look at pictures of yourself when you were younger. I remember seeing it on TV at the time and thinking that it was, you know, quite funny, well, that's quite engaging. We, but we, then I'm 15 years old and the country's 15 years older. But we digest them in the format they're intended yeah. as a TV ad that happens in between the cricket and the football or the football and the football or the football and the news and the football and the news and weather. And when you go back and analyse them, that's how we pronounce it here. Um, sorry, analyse them, right? It's, um, we, we do look into them. And, you know, if the scariest thing is like market research. You know, the you best, bit, opinion, the best bit of context for that is that tidbit from the front about John Brogdon calling uh, the Premier of New South Wales, Bob Carr's wife, a male order bride. Yeah. That tells you everything that you need to know about the context of this act. I did like my joke afterwards, though, but it didn't come so sad. He got hit by a car. It's, I think it's a bit too subtle for this podcast. Really? Yeah. We're, we've we've established that the level of humour is jokes about the Queen taking a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so your little bon bot about, you know, Bob, play on words about Bob Carr, that's not as funny. It wasn't as Queen Elizabeth II vehicle. having gastro. <laughs> Gives one the shit. So... It didn't. One's going, one's going for number one. No, one's going to pool. Philip, yes, 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 darling. One shat oneself. <laughs> so maybe. So don't you think, as a as a guy, so so he was there. Vehicle comes plowing into the living room whilst he's watching TV. A big burly Filipino woman gets out and goes, "Who ordered the car?" <laughs> no. <laughs> because her name was Car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. The delivery was good, though. 
So right. we're talking about the, 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 um, the diggers and I wouldn't want a tofu. I was thinking about that because my wife, yeah, being Asian, her, um, her relatives were in supplies in the army. So there's their responsibility to go to the front line. And um, when they, you know, the, other, the enemy troops were advancing, they used to jump out and go, supplies! <laughs> and again, listener, the only, reason, no, no. the only reason that Tony can get away with this is because his wife is Japanese. Because some of my best friends are racist. But these are the only, this is just our, this is our, you know, when we've, when we've long gone. Oh, by the way, I'm now... find the mystery tape. I'm now continually using Natsuko's phrase when things are going wrong. That it's a bad situation. Yeah, this is a terrible situation. And so I, when, she, when, when she wants to chat and I don't, I call that a conversation. Okay, thanks very much, Tides. We're going to end it there. Thanks, Steve. Happy Australia Day. Happy Australia Day, mate. Remember, Advance Australia Fair. That was our review of a classic ad from Simpler Times. Thanks for turning up again. It's been emotional. Hit the subscribe button and you can listen to two middle-aged men laughing at their own jokes every week. Give us a review if you like. You can't hurt our feelings, since we both come from a time and a place where it was illegal to actually have any. Anyway, tear off and out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 